What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. All right, Russ, it is not every day that you and I both are out enjoying freedom and we literally miss being a part of the roundtable. Today's episode is handled 100% by the coaches, not us. Yeah. And so what? We're, catch everybody up. Where were you last week? Well, first, before I do that, I would just like to say that is true freedom when you have a business that can run as good or better than when I would agree with you than, than when you're there. And I, you guys will all be the judge of how good it was. I, I've listened to it. I'm super excited about how well they did. They're talking about how do you share IBC, which is something that we get at that question a lot. Hey, I, I love this. I love it, what it's doing for me and the family and, and our path to financial freedom. I, I want to share this with a friend or colleague or whatever, but I, I don't know exactly what to say. I don't know if I should talk about insurance. That's always the no, no, let's don't, <laughs> let's don't start with insurance, right? That's, that's something that immediately most people have an objection in their mind against. But when I think about what the purpose of IBC is and why you share it, I don't talk about insurance anymore. I talk no. about the the trip to Naples that Megan and I spent time in and, and spending time together uh, working on our marriage, right? Like I think getting away as a couple is vital. And I hope that you're doing this. You're probably doing it much more than I am. But this was an amazing trip for us to go spend time at the beach, just relax, eat some amazing food and enjoy the freedom that has been granted to us from setting up insurance policies that then we leverage to buy assets that have been producing passive income that was able to pay for the trip, uh, the plane tickets, uh, the food, all the things that were happening while we were gone was being paid for by passive income. That to me is freedom. Now you weren't here either. What did you do? Well, I, the key point I think you just made is it paid for time. Mm. It not only paid for those like very physical things that you enjoyed, but it was the time that you bought back. And for me, it was I got to take my five girls up to a farm in Coleman that uh, David Karcher let me use. And uh, man, what a fantastic opportunity to invest in my daughters and um, for them to have specific time with their dad, I think is just foundational. So I'm, I try to make it a point um, as often as possible. But, man, we got to go see a waterfall. We got to go fishing. We got to um, see cows and horses and um, walk all through the land and, and explore together. We went to a water park. I mean, you name it, in five days, we crushed all that Coleman had to do. And it was awesome. And, and to your point, Infinite banking is historically people want to talk about the mechanics, right? Uh, Kate and I were talking today, uh, our marketing project manager, and, and we were talking about how people try to introduce what we do. And there's all these mechanics that go 
behind the scenes of, of what Wealth Without Wall Street and infinite banking do. But the result is what we're all after, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The freedom, the, the time that we buy back is the ultimate objection or objective that we're all after. And man, this is what we should be sharing. This is the thing. If you're sitting there and you're scratching your head and you're like, man, I don't know how to share this. That's what we need to be talking about. Well, and this is why we do what we do is to help you break free, is to help you get one step closer to financial freedom. IBC is nothing more than a pathway. It's not the way. It's just one way. And we think that this episode will help give you confidence and being able to share it as well as if you're not even doing it, you'll probably learn some of the benefits from listening to this episode. So uh, please, when you get a chance, congratulate our coaches on what a great job that they did. Uh, Maybe they'll let us come back and do (laughs) next week's episode. I hope that you'll enjoy. Let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Muray. Welcome into the IBC Roundtable. It's another week. It's another roundtable discussion, and we have got the coaches sat around the table, and we're ready for another conversation. This is not Russ Morgan. Russ has abandoned our roundtable, and so I, uh, Ernie Brown, am here to facilitate this conversation, but I don't have conversations by myself. Fortunately, we've got our other coaches here today to have a conversation with me. So I'd like to introduce these guys first. And I'm so excited about introducing you guys. This would be fun. First, we've got the man between two bamboo. I look at him at least every other day between those bamboo and it never changes. It's Mark Deguch Haraguchi, our resident pilot. He gets you to your financial destination safely and on time. Mark, how's it going today? Going good. You know, I'm I'm really glad that you're able to recognize that my background doesn't change. And it's amazing how green plants can stay when they're plastic. Very little water required. Yeah. I'm I'm doing and my- even through even through the fire season last year, no, no significant harm. Right. Yeah. But looking forward to this one. This is actually a, a very interesting topic uh, for me personally, and I'm sure we've all experienced it. So I can't wait to dive in. Yeah, definitely. Well, from your perspective, for sure, we're going to hear more about it. But today we're talking about how how do you share IBC with other people? Something that you discovered for yourself, you start implementing in your family. And then what does that conversation look like as you're sharing with family, with friends, with colleagues, coworkers? And Mark, for sure, want to hear your perspective. But not before we introduce our third roundtable coach. This guy, when he's not saving people from financial distress, he's actually working on the side. Maybe you've heard of him. It's Mr. Incredible. And we've got Mr. Incredible in the flesh today, Mr. J.D. Hill. How's it going, it's man? It's going really well. For a second there, I thought I was going to be forgotten. And you came back and completely redeemed yourself. So thank you for, uh, for not forgetting about me. I am very grateful to be remembered 
Um, and you did a great job. So thank you. Just when you thought I went and ruined everything. You didn't. You totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> totally redeemed myself. Well, thanks. JD, what, what do you think about this topic from your perspective as, as, we, as we talk about our own experiences for sure, but in general, uh, what, what would be maybe your initial first take on the subject of sharing IBC with other people? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's similar uh, or not too dissimilar to other people. For me, um, you know, I come out of the traditional financial planning background. So I started in this career right out of college with a big box uh, financial planning firm, Fortune 100, uh, world's most admired. And I learned um, how to do traditional financial planning from that perspective. And so when I first learned about this and had my eyes, I guess, open to it, um, and ultimately kind of had that aha moments, I became almost like an evangelist, right? Where I was force feeding IBC down everyone's throat in my office. And I wanted everybody to understand this new information that I just learned. Um, and, and so it was, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was interesting, of course, having this, this new revelation, this new aha moment, sharing this with traditional financial advisors, because they were like, JD, this, this doesn't make any sense. Get back to work. Um, you know, so, so that's kind of my initial take or first thoughts on this is for me, I just, I, I became kind of like an evangelist, just force feeding this to people. Just anybody you ran into was going to be hearing it. Uh, anybody, even if I, I would run into you intentionally just so I could tell you about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Mark, how about you? What, what would be maybe your first thought as, as we think about sharing IBC with other people? When I first was, was introduced to this and started researching, figuring it out, getting the education, I was so excited that the, the best way I could think of it was I was like a three-year-old trying to tell a story. It was a horrible Tarantino retell of a movie because it, for anyone who's ever you know been around little kids, they love to tell stories, but the story is Apple Jacks, and then and then the dog went by. Mom was was holding me. Uh, school was great. Wait, wait, wait. That made absolutely no sense. And that's what I I I had the bits and pieces. I had the things I wanted to share, but I didn't have a coherent way to share it. And so I was just regurgitating random bits and pieces, and it just came out like a horrible Tarantino movie without any threads to connect all the points together. And I usually left my friends just going, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sharing it like a, a three-year-old, maybe there was also some tears and some giggles and from the other party, a bunch of bless your hearts. I, I don't know. That's, that's what I imagine. So what you're saying is, a couple times. Right? Yeah. So, so what you're saying is not a lot's changed. <laughs> true, right. As, as anyone who worked with me can attest, I'm, I'm, I'm still all over the map. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, for me, I, I remember... Well, I'll ask this question and I'll share my experience. JD, coming out of that financial background, did you start sharing this con as you started to grasp some of these concepts of infinite banking? Were you did you ever share this with 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 your clients before implementing this yourself? I'm I'm just curious. When when did this started? When when did you shift your planning for the people that you were serving? Uh, instantaneously. <laughs> Like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm wired in such a way that once it clicks and I have that kind of aha moment and, and I become a believer, it like I, I literally will about face and just start going that direction. And so once um, once I figured out that this was 
an incredible way to start uh, controlling your finances, I started implementing it immediately. Um, and then started implementing immediately in my own personal life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I was just curious and I suspected when you learn something good, you want to share it pretty much immediately, right? If, if there's something that you really like, of course you've got to go talk about it. And in some instances you find something really cool. You want to go brag about it. <laughs> that's a, that's another story. Well, and just like, I'm, yeah, for me, I, I was pretty similar. Well, I was just, ahead, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, just like how I share about my carnitas burger, right? Like that is something that I want everybody to be able to experience because it is such a delicious burger. Yeah. And you get on these calls, you have to explain yourself what you're eating because it's more often than not, you've got one of those things live. That's, that is very <laughs> true. Yes. Yeah. I, I was sharing this pretty much instant, instantaneously as well. And, and pretty early on, it was a lot of passion, not a lot of knowledge. And, and so Mark, I can relate. I, I feel like maybe I was spewing some things around. I remember, especially particularly after I learned this, I, I went, I went and visited my family and it was, let's get down to business, <laughs> right? I've just learned this amazing thing. We need to have a family meeting. This is going to be, this is going to be serious. And I remember drawing out, uh, this is, this is how banks make money. Money comes in and they, they pay a low amount and it gets lent out and they earn a high amount. And therefore, if you do this yourself, we're going to be rich and sharing all these other concepts about life insurance and death benefits. And at that point, I think they started to get concerned. <laughs> like, why in the world do you want to buy a bunch of death benefit on us? That, that didn't make sense. And yeah, that, that, that went terrible. I, I gave them no primer, no heads up. It was, let's have a family meeting and let's talk right now. <laughs> it went, it went terrible, but I, I was definitely excited. But Mark, I, I'm thinking about you in particular, just remembering when you, when you sort of adopted this initially, you were a, a consumer of infinite banking and now you're a coach in infinite banking, which I think is natural and normal for people to understand something, implement it, and then pass it along to others. And now you spend some of your time, I know that you're up to many things, but some of your time coaching other people through the process. That's why you're part of this, this round table. So what, if you could maybe put together a couple of things between these first times spewing information out like a three-year-old and, and how you've grown to share this with others, what's changed for you? For me, what, what's really changed is when I would roll into that, that, that first couple of conversations, I was more than a couple, the, the first many conversations, I was showing up with a solution that maybe somebody didn't have a problem for. And so I was just rolling in being and saying, hey, Ernie, I found this thing. This is really great. This is what it can do. This is what it's going to offer you. And this is where you can get to. Never once trying to figure out, hey, Ernie, what's happening in your world today? What are the challenges you're facing today? What is the reality of you today? And, and where are you trying to get to really? Because if we can connect with our audience, right? Our friends, our family and, and whoever, and really take a moment to find out what's happening in their world and then share with them, well, hey, you know what? Well, more than likely, I've probably got some similar challenges like you. This is, what's I've, this is what I've implemented. This is what has worked for me. Does that seem like something that would be interesting to you? And, and, and so that's why I think sometimes we, we, we talk about 
teaching IBC to our friends versus sharing IBC with our friends. I think sharing is a much more uh, comfortable way to do it because I'm not telling you that what you're doing is wrong. I'm just sharing you, sharing with you what has worked for me. And if that's something that resonates with you, man, I would love to tell you more and pull you into the weeds with me. Because I'm, I'm deep in the weeds, uh, like for, for everyone who's ever worked with me, you know, I have to pull myself back because I, I want to get off on tangents and all that other stuff like I'm doing right now. So, okay. I've heard enough about infinite banking. I'm pretty sure it's a fit for me and my family, Russ. How do I get started? Let's take that pretty sure and make it darn sure. The reason you do that is that you get clarity, Joe. You need to get on a 15-minute call with one of our coaches at wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash free call. Then you'll know where you're starting from and where you're headed, and only then can you implement the infinite banking process. All right, so go to wealthwellwallstreet.com forward slash free call to get that 15-minute conversation, gain clarity. But now let's jump back into today's episode. So is that they get to a point and they say, tell me more. And you say, oh, to do that, you're going to have to come play in the weeds with me. Is that, is that what you're saying? Let's go deep. Yeah. No, I love that idea, though, of, of teaching versus sharing. And I was just reflecting on this. There's been a couple instances recently when, because I, I, I think I have a teacher's heart. Like, I just want to learn something and then tell other people. And my person that I practice on the most often is my wife. <laughs> and there's been a few instances as I think about this where she says, am, am I in trouble? Like you're talking to me like, uh, did I, am I in trouble? And I don't, I don't feel like you're really listening to me because I'm just trying to teach whatever I'm thinking about is the way it comes across. And so I'm just thinking about that in, in my own world and I can, yeah, I probably need to do a bit better, which makes me think, you know, part of what we try to do is, it's actually part of the creed at Wealth Without Wall Street. We don't share this often, but we talk about our creed every single week. And part of it is we want to gain understanding first and give solutions second. And Mark, that seems to be what you're talking about. Yep. That's a great point. JD, how about you? So... I'm, I'm not really sure if a lot's changed really. I, you know, I'm, I'm hardwired in such a way that I just, you know, I, I become, you know, extremely passionate about something and I, I continue to want to share it with people. And, but, but I think more specifically though, uh, what, what has changed now is, is more leading by example. And, um, where I feel like I'm no longer telling people about IBC, I'm, I'm more or less demonstrating with results which naturally in and of itself generates or garners some level of interest from people wanting to understand, well, what are you doing? How are you doing that? So I'm being invited into the conversation instead of inviting myself into a topic that I wasn't invited into, if that makes sense. Um, and, and that to me has just been game changing. And I think in a lot of ways, when you first learn something new, whatever it is, and you want to go and share it with people, we're oftentimes sharing it with people from a perspective of having spent time and energy learning something before we kind of cross over what I would call like an epiphany bridge. And then you have this aha moment. And now we go and try and share pe with people this aha moment that we've already had, but they haven't spent the same in time and energy to have the same epiphany, right? To come over that epiphany bridge to have the same aha moments. And so it's, it's, it's remembering for myself that, okay, these people or whoever it is that I'm engaging with hasn't had that same epiphany yet. So I have to go back to the same place that I was when I first started, right before I had that aha moment and help them 
come across that bridge together. And for me, the easiest way that I found doing that is just through um, demonstrating and allowing people to see the results that I'm having in the passive income investments that I'm making and the, the real estate investing stuff that I'm making. And it just generates conversation. And now it's, it's, it's harmless in what it is that I'm telling people. If they want to learn more, they'll ask. If they don't, then they won't. But more times than not, they, they generally want to continue to engage in that, that conversation. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it just, a, just by nature of you being on the pathway of directing your own investments, having access to money, you're putting some deals together and accomplishing some things. And as you just naturally talk about those things with others, I think that's going to resonate with people who may, might not be on, may, may be doing something completely different and maybe admire what you're doing and, and earn their ear. Just they, they'd want to hear what you're doing and let the results speak for themselves. That makes a lot of sense to me. You know, for me, and then I, you're, go ahead. I love that. There's like a delay between us. Um, I was just going to say, and then, you know, you're no longer selling, right? T to Mark's point, you're, you're, um, you're sharing. And, and that's, that's a, um, a very non-threatening, non-invasive type of a dialogue or, or conversation when you're sharing thoughts or ideas with people versus teaching something that somebody may not want to be taught. To that point, it just makes me think, recently the past few months my wife is she's getting more and more understanding around what we're doing with these insurance policies and why we're keeping access to so much cash and what we're planning to use it with and how it's coming back to us she's getting more and more comfortable with this and she's probably been my favorite person who I've I've coached to this point to be honest but I love JD this, this might be contrary to your point a little bit because we'll have people over sometimes and they'll the money will come up and so they'll start talking about something that they're doing. And Caroline, <laughs> maybe to a fault, will just tell them the truth. <laughs> a few times it's just run out of her mouth and I'm almost like cowering in the corner like this is so embarrassing. She'll just say, well, you need to take that money and put it in insurance policy first. <laughs> and, uh, and it opens the door for me to start my questioning. You know, I want to, I want to ask questions and, and get understanding, more understanding of, of that. But that definitely, if, if I'm trying to open the door with questions, she's running through it with a, with a statement. And I, I love that. So I know that's not what you're talking about. I can Katie, relate. But, you know, but, I can relate so much to that my, my bride is very similar to that. She's like, well, we just, we just borrowed against our insurance policies and people are like, what? Right. Um, and, and it's, it's different when, when your spouse is, is, is sharing it versus when you're sharing it because they have nothing to gain or lose necessarily, you know, for them it's, I mean, I, I work from home, as you can see, it's, this is, you know, this is my house. So my wife hears my conversations every single day, day in and day out. So, I mean, she literally hears me on repeat almost where she can almost probably have my meetings for me in. And, and so in those types of conversations, Ernie, as, as you're mentioning, and, and we have friends or family or whatever it is that's over, my wife is sharing some of these concepts and things with people. And she's just, she's speaking very plainly. Um, and it's, it's, it's always fast. I'm like, Oh honey, you gotta, you gotta tee it up a little differently. But for her, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just communicating what we're doing in a very raw, authentic way. And I, I, I appreciate how she shares it. Right. Because I think a lot of times, even for those that are on the call or, or, or listening is we tend to get in our own heads, right? We tend to talk ourselves out of something instead of just speaking plainly. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, people appreciate just 
you know, being somewhat matter of fact and, and communicating directly with what it is. Mm. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, I, yeah, I can imagine to, to the person listening to this saying, you know, this, maybe this gives me a little bit more confidence. I've maybe I've had some experiences sharing before and I'm glad that I'm not the only one who threw up on somebody else. <laughs> that, that might be something this person's thinking, but, but maybe let's get a bit more practical because we thought about this. And I think this was even good for us to think about as, as we're coaching people consistently on IBC, but let's do a little bit of equipping. Let's make this practical. And we thought, let's, let's talk about things that we should do more of when we share IBC and our strategies with passive income with other, what things should we do more of? And then let's talk about things that we should do less. So Mark, I'll start with you. When we're talking to people about IBC, we want to share IBC with other people. What should we do more of? What's something? One of the areas I went to was impressing on your audience that this is a process, not a product. If, if we can show them, hey, this is something that I'm doing, but there's step one, two, and three. It's not just get the policy and I've won the lottery. No, no, this is a process. This is a mental shift. This is a change in how I look at finances, how I do my finances, how I use money, how I'm a steward of my money. And so it is a, it is a, a, fundament, a fundamental shift of, of how you're gonna approach stuff. So it is a process versus just a product. Hmm. So when you're, Maybe you're saying when you're talking about, about people, talking to people about IBC, if you're only talking about whole life insurance, maybe we've gone astray. Is that what you're saying? Yep, definitely. You, there, 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 there's a bunch of things moving in this and you don't want to bog them down with, you know, like, like, like I do, take them too far into the weeds too early. But you also want to remind them that there, there's a couple moving pieces in this puzzle, but they all work together. And if, if we put them together the right way, we can have a system and a process that's going to move us a lot closer to that, that destination, which is what we ultimately want. Okay. I can get behind that. JD, how about you? What is something that we should do that we can do more of? Uh, I would say um, don't make it transactional, right? And in, in a lot of ways, we, we um, I guess that's, what not to do, but do more of is, is connect it to what people ultimately want. And I think in a lot of ways, whenever we're engaging with people, you know, quote around the water cooler, if you will, and talking about what we're doing, we tend to, to get off into the weeds and talk about products instead of what we're doing with those products, which is we're achieving financial freedom. And we have to make it about what we're accomplishing with the tools that we're using. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, you don't, you don't talk about how cool a hammer is, right? You talk about how cool the result is that you got from using the tool. And so, and so I think we have to do more of connecting it to what we want, which is financial freedom. It's taking back control over my finances so that I can be on a pathway to get to financial freedom before age 65 or 70 or 75. Mm, yeah, uh, I love it. And I remember a few times... I've seen videos of this, but also I, I can remember sitting with Nelson who came up, he put the words infinite banking concept together. <laughs> he came up with the idea and I remember him multiple times saying, given a, a short amount of time or in, in what we would think a lot amount of time, right? He would do six to eight hour seminars. And even then he would say, that's not enough time. He would say, 
how can I explain, how can I get it into someone's head <laughs> what infinite means when we're describing this concept? Because we've got an immense use of cash in our lives and lots of ways that we can use it, lots of things we want to use it for. How can I explain this concept to someone in five minutes? So I take that in my head and I kind of boil it down to this. And I remember uh, one of my, a guy I went to college with, he was, we were, I think we went and played golf and we were standing in my garage and uh, just talking and, and some money came up and I shared with him a little bit about uh, what our, about what Wealth Without Wall Street was and what I was doing with infinite banking. And, and I remember I, Maybe I was tired, but this is a conversation that went well, and and he's now doing really well with infinite banking, and and I love the trajectory that he's on, him and his wife now. And I remember just kept it simple, right? Just gonna talk about a, a couple things. I'm not gonna. I didn't throw up, and again, I think I was maybe it was because I was tired end of the day, uh, but just shared a couple things, and then followed up. Hey, if you're interested in this, then there's some resources that I can get to you. And so ultimately I had, I asked him to, uh, actually, I think I lent to him a copy of my Becoming Your Own Banker book. And so keep it simple, offer a few basic ideas and follow up with a resource. So in, in the vein of resources, what are, what are some resources you guys have used that's been helpful for people? I like YouTube videos. Um, I'm a big fan of rather than asking you to commit to a 30 minute podcast or a 60 minute podcast, which I probably really like. We, we now live in short attention span theater world. And I like a quick YouTube that'll, that'll get the information out in about three to seven minutes. And my personal theory is if you can't devote three to seven minutes to potentially changing your life, then I'm sorry. So what would be a good YouTube video then? I always thought the cars, uh, the, the sister cars example was really good. And then uh, Russ's other one, uh, the true cost of using cash. Okay. So those are a couple specific videos on the Wealth Without Wall Street YouTube channel. Yep. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Like that. JD, how about you? Helpful resource. Helpful resources. Becoming a banker, the book, Nelson's book. I mean, that's, that's foundational, I think. Uh, our IBC 101 course, I think, is absolutely fantastic in giving you some great foundational pieces and bite-sized bite pieces to be able to start consuming high-level, right, the concept of, of, of IBC. Um, and then, you know, I would say also scheduling a 15-minute call, right? I think that's an also a really, really great resource to, to be able to engage and ask questions with one of us. Um, on the other side, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And it, it's a great way to get some of those questions a, a, uh, answered and to see if, if IBC is even a direction that is a good fit for you at this particular present time in your life. Because it may not be, and that's okay. But um, at least you'll have some more clarity uh, on, on that, which is the purpose of those 15-minute calls is for you to gain clarity um, um, during that 15 minutes. Okay, good. So I think what I'm hearing there is if, if, if you're... One, if you get in a conversation about money and infinite banking, you're able to share something with them. You can point them to some resources to get more. If you can, if you find that somebody's appetite has been wet for this subject, then you can point them towards a resource, whether it be a YouTube video, the book, the Wealth of That Wall Street Community, which is where that IBC 101 course exists. And by the way, did you know that mm -hmm. you can get that that community as an app on your phone? 
literally the wealth of that Wall Street app gets you right into the community and it's free to join. But not only that, if you want to share the community, you can go in there and invite. You just put in somebody's email address and it sends them a link to join the community. And then they can schedule a free call inside the community. They can also do that by going to freecall.wealth.wallstreet.com and, and, and point them towards uh, people who can take the conversation to the next level, provide additional resources and follow up. That, that's good. And so here's a, a, a great thing about the, the booking a call is it's like a box of chocolates. You don't know which coach you're going to get. Um, and that's the fun part is you don't know which coach you're going to get. <laughs> it's a, it could be a little bit like speed dating in that sense, I guess. That's right. That's right. But they're, okay. they're, they're all, they're all tens, right? So that's, that's the good, that's the good thing is that everybody is a 10. <laughs> I'd buy that box. Yeah, you would. Okay. A couple things. And, and then we got to jump into our, our round table because we got to hear from others. We're going to have a discussion on this in a second, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't joined our inner circle, that is a group inside of our community where each week we're doing this round table, but then we're also doing coaching and you can join that today. There's a seven day free trial by going to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com slash inner circle. You can sign up and join and be a part of this conversation live next week. Before we go there, maybe a couple quick things on do less. As we share IBC, what things should we do less? JD? Yeah, let me start. Thank you. I would say uh, stay out of the weeds, number one, uh, to Mark's point that he'd mentioned earlier. And this is a, a really great, great quote. It says, if you don't understand the concept, then the details don't matter. But if you understand the concept, then the details don't matter. And I think that's really powerful because again, it's, it's, it's keep it high level, right? If, if you stay out of the weeds and, and attach it to the main thing, the end result of what we're all trying to accomplish financial freedom, you never get lost in the weeds. Um, and so that would be my thing is do less of is, is, is stay out of the weeds. I'm going to take one of those weeds and do less talking about rates of return. That oh, is, yes. that is a weed for sure. <laughs> because the reality is we are using whole life insurance policies to store cash and they do earn a rate of return, but it's not amazing. It's not worth comparing to where most people put their cash long-term. And if we get into this, it can become a contest over, but I could, I could earn better if I put my money elsewhere. And now we've, we've totally missed the point of our cash has got to reside somewhere. And then we're going to use it for deals and it's got to come back. A race of return can be one of those weeds. Mark? I just want to remind everyone, I, I think too, too much in our society today, everything has become a zero-sum game where if, if we're going to have an exchange of ideas, one of us is going to have to be proven right and the other one's going to have to be proven wrong. So my recommendation is don't make this a zero-sum conversation. You don't need to prove why you're right because then what you're doing is saying that your friends or your audience are wrong. Feel free to share what you're doing. Share what you like about it. And if they disagree, well, we can always agree to disagree. Like JD said, this may not be the right time in their life for this. They may not be ready for the information. Not everyone is, is, is at a point where, where they're, they're ready to do certain things. But if we share it and we share it in, in a way that comes from a good place and that we, we, we don't want to overstep our boundaries and, and make it uncomfortable and say, well, what you're doing is wrong. No, no, just share it, what's working for you. 
I guarantee you, your friends cannot unhear that. And for the rest of their time, as they walk through their lives, that little bit's going to be back there somewhere. And I have a great example of a friend. I shared it with, with her several times over the years, just as a group, we had a financial group, we'd get together, we'd talk about different business things, investments and whatnot. And I would constantly share this, but it never quite resonated with everyone else at that moment until last year when that friend called me up and said, Hey, so this whole infinite banking thing, are you still doing that? Yep. Okay. Tell me more. I'm ready. So that, that to me was what was the epitome of share it, come from a good place when they're ready, when they want it, they'll know where to come. Yeah. I love yeah. that a lot. And to me that, that lends to just the idea of people really only care about one thing and that's results. Right. And so share the results that you're having and the successes that you're having. And, and that, that's going to speak enough volumes for it in and of itself. It no longer becomes this philosophical concept. It becomes real life. Wow. You actually did that. Tell me more. You know what I mean? And, and so share the results, share the successes, share the wins and the things that you're actually doing to implement with your policy. And that's going to get people wanting to engage more. Agreed. Wow. I'll be honest. I have nothing to add past that, that you guys crushed it. So thank you so much for, for your, your wisdom. We have to, we have to run. We've got to jump into the inner circle. Now we've got people who have got ideas of their own to share with us and maybe some questions to ask. So as you listen to this, thank you as always for, for listening to this podcast. I hope that this helps you become your own banker on a deeper and deeper level. And if you have not joined our inner circle, I'll just encourage you one more time because the show's not over yet. <laughs> the best is yet to come as we go into the inner circle. We definitely got to get out of here. So as always, have an amazing week. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.